Wow. Awesome to be here and to feel God's presence in our midst and to know how good he is and to know that he's going to do good things here this morning as well. Anybody hungry this morning? Hallelujah. I know for me, now there are talks in Matthew about hungering and thirsting. And there was different times in my life where I would read those verses and I'm like, what does this mean? And, you know, Lord, make me hungry. I want to be hungry. And, you know, I, I think honestly for me, as I look back now, it was mostly like, you know, a little kid thinks they're hungry for they don't even know what. They think they're hungry for ice cream, and you're like, actually, <laughs> that's not going to work out so good. You know, if you eat ice cream for supper and go to bed, you'll probably wake up lightheaded or throwing up or who knows what. I don't think I knew what I was hungry for. Um, but I'm so thankful for the way that Jesus has been filling and the way he has been satisfying. Um, he's so good. I had no idea that. He could be this good and that he could fill us to this level. Um, Something I've been praying recently is just, Jesus, expand my capacity because sometimes I don't know um, if I can handle another course and then he keeps coming and keeps filling us. And so I'm so thankful for that this morning. Um, As I think most of us know, God's been doing some really, really good things. And a lot of what I'm going to share this morning is just truth that we know. And I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to breathe it into each of our hearts and breathe it into our lives. Um, Many times when God is at work in our lives or in someone else's life, we quickly can go to a place of, well, that's probably not for me. Um... Quite often, we see something happen and we're like, okay, that's great. But, you know, you know me, Lord. You know me and my issues and, you know, my past. You know what hinders me. And we tend to like to isolate ourselves with our sin, with our darkness, and with whatever it is that's hindering us and holding us back from what God is wanting to do in our lives. And this morning, I just pray that that could be broken in each one of our lives and that the pure light and truth of the gospel and the freedom that Jesus wants to bring to each one of us could shine into our hearts. Because Jesus is not a respecter of persons. Light, deliverance, hope, healing, all of those wonderful things, it's for every single one of us. And so we'll see where this goes. Um, Sai asked me for the title and I said, hey, I better hold off on that because I have something up here, but I'm not sure what will happen. <laughs> So let's just look to Jesus. Um, I'm going to focus a good bit on light and darkness. And just as a little intro, I, w- I was pondering light and darkness. And I have some very distinct memories of being in very, very dark places. And this is not spiritually. This is a physical darkness, um, particularly in Ghana, where you'd be in a village and there wouldn't be any electricity. And you It would be on a a night with no moon. You could hardly see your hand in front of your face. Just a tremendous darkness that you could, you 
hardly could take a step in, without stumbling over something. And then I also remember in those same settings, someone would light a little kerosene lantern and a hundred people would have a little bit of light and you could actually make out forms and you wouldn't trip over things or objects. And because they were kind of used to that level of light, they thought it was all cool, you know, and, and I'm like trying to preach and one lantern for maybe a hundred or 200 people. And I'm like, um, can I get close to that light? I got to try to read my verse, you know, and everyone else, they're mostly illiterate and they're fine. They're like, what, what's wrong? This is enough light. What's wrong with one lantern? And I'm here like, this is so dark. Like, man, this is crazy. But they were accustomed to it. And so it was fine for them. Um, another thing with light and darkness, many times um, it amazed me if you would be biking again in the dark. Sometimes uh, as you became accustomed to that level of dark, it was amazing to me how you could bike down a little trail and you could actually see where you were going without any lights. Uh, first, I kind of followed them, but eventually I realized, you know what, I can do this too. Um, but this morning, the burden on my heart is, I believe many times, we as Christians, and particularly here at Restoration Church, whoever we are, hallelujah, I think so often as believers here, we find ourselves getting used to the level of light that we know. And whether it's, you know, a kerosene light lamp, or whether it's a candle, or whether it's um, brighter than that, maybe it's a you know, 50-watt light bulb, we become content with the light that we have. And we're used to it. And we're like, well, it's all good. We got light. I'm not walking in darkness. Totally, there's light. I have some light. You know, come on, I can, I can do this. And we just try to do the best that we can. But I believe that that um, getting used to that low light is one of the worst and uh, t- plans that the enemy has for us. And so my prayer is that God's light could shine into our hearts this morning. Um, we've been seeing, you know, light breaking forth, shining into darkness. And I know God has been doing great works in a lot of people's hearts. And I'm not trying to call you out this morning, Andy, but I want to bless you for your willingness to just step out. Because I think so many times we have things in our life that hinder us. And we say, well, man, I'm, I'm supposed to be the worship leader. Like, how can I, like, I better just try to make it happen. I better just try to live with the light that I have and um, not get honest. But as we know, honesty is where it starts. And as we're honest, that's when the light can shine into those dark places. So I'm, excited, I'm thankful for the new things that God has been doing and the light that has been breaking forth. But I do believe that God wants us to go beyond just a kerosene lantern. He wants to shine brightly into every dark corner in our hearts and in our lives. Um, the, we're going to look just briefly at the story of the transfiguration in Matthew 17. Um, and then we're going to go to 1 John. 
Speaking of light, we'll start in verse one. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to him Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. And he was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus touched them, saying, arise, have no fear. And they lifted up their eyes and they saw no one but Jesus only. So just a beautiful picture of Peter, James and John having this opportunity to walk with Jesus up onto this mountain. And they saw something that not really very many people saw. And that was that Jesus transfigured, that his face was shining That's who he was. He was the son of God. He was full of light. He was full of power. But normally he was in this earthen earthen vessel and he just looked like, you know, the Bible says that Jesus didn't really have a form or come. He wasn't comely. He wasn't like people were so drawn to him because of his looks or anything like that. He was just a normal person. But here we see a, a revelation or this transfiguration where. You actually, these disciples actually saw just a little bit of actually who Jesus was. And they saw this light. His face, it says his face shone like the sun. Um, I remember as a kid trying to look at the sun and it just didn't, it just never worked out too good. Um, I just can't imagine someone's face shining like the brightness of the sun. But these three disciples, Peter, James, and John saw that. And yeah. I kind of don't blame them for falling on their faces in fear. But this is just a a revelation or uh, something that that John saw. And I kind of wanted to throw that in there as we look at this light. Um, We're going to look in 1 John, and we know that John saw this light. So not only did he live with Jesus for three and a half years, but he also saw Jesus shining, his face shining. And so somehow I feel like when he wrote this, it it just having that transfiguration in the back of our minds uh, is extra awesome just to realize. Um, Just start reading verse one. That which we'll probably read one to four and then we'll stop that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you, too, may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. I'm so. 
I'm so excited. We here today also have the privilege to experience this light that these verses are talking about. What a joy it is to not have to walk in darkness, to not have to just manage with a dim light, but rather actually have the light of life, actually have the word made flesh dwelling among us. Um, I loved how it put it um, in another translation. It says, this life giver was made visible and we have seen him. We testify to the truth. The eternal life giver lived face to face with the father and has now dawned upon us. So we proclaim to you that we have seen and heard about the life giver so that we may share and enjoy this life together. For truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus, the anointed one. There is a next level that God has for each and every one of us. And this morning, my prayer is that we would, God would stir a hunger in each one of our hearts and a, and that truth would, re, re, would prevail upon our hearts that just because you have some light or just because you think you've experienced some light does not necessarily mean you're where God wants you to be. I know that probably a lot of us can look in our lives and see things that we know are not what, where we want them to be. But many times we're not sure how to change it. Many times we're not sure how to take that next step. Many times we feel like we're at an impasse and it's been like this for three years. And it's like, well, I think of myself very clearly in that. Um, after I got married and Seth was born and it was like, well, I guess this is life. I'm just going to make the best of it. And... I was experiencing such a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of what God had for me. And I think that this morning as I stand before you, I'm in awe of what I have now been walking in. But I know there's still so much more. And so I'm excited um, because Jesus is, is so wonderful and his light is so powerful. And it wants to come and just take, get rid of all of the darkness in each one of our lives. Um, I do know that for myself and for us as humans, so many times we, we love darkness rather than light. There are things in our hearts and lives that we want to hold on to. And so this morning, if there is something in your life that you're not willing to surrender, then you, we will not find ourselves walking into a new level of freedom. We will not find a new level of anointing. We will not find a new level of power in our lives until we're willing to say, Holy Spirit, I surrender. Jesus, I surrender to you. You see this sin, I repent and I turn away from it. And something I want to say this morning as well, um, I'm so grateful and thankful for the journey that God has every single one of us on. I'm so thankful for the journey that he has had some of you young people on. I'm so thankful that um, for your willingness to repent and have darkness cast out and then walk into a new level of freedom. Um, because repentance is so very important. I think at times uh, people go to meetings or go to conferences and they get all excited, but they get the cart before the horse. If there's darkness still in our hearts, guess what's going to happen? We're going to go back to that darkness 
But when we repent of darkness and when that glorious light shines in and when darkness and um, spiritual oppression and anything else like that that would be hindering us is cast out and is, is, is pulled out of our lives, then guess what? We have the power to continue to walk in a new life. Um, it is a process. It doesn't always happen in one day. But God is so excited to reveal to us as we surrender and as we submit. He is all about transforming us and changing us and letting his light shine into our, heart, into our hearts. Um, John eight twelve says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I do believe all these verses are familiar and we hear them and we we know that they, they are true. But this morning, I feel like many of us. We can hear the verses, we can read them and we can agree with them. But there's still darkness. Jesus said he was the light. And if we follow him, we won't walk in darkness but my question this morning is, what if there then still is some darkness in our lives? You know, so many times we have a theology, but then our reality is does not quite line up with it at times. Um, let's continue reading verse 5 of 1 John. This is the message which we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So that's, the, that's something we all know to be true. Um, Old, young, children, we all can agree with that. Yes, there's no darkness in him. There's only light in the presence of God. That is who he is. God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So I believe strongly that as this light wants to break forth in each one of our hearts, one of the biggest hindrances from that light coming in and chasing away darkness is just us. It's just me. It's me trying to get it together. It's me trying to um, roll start my, my vehicle again and trying to get it going and try to do this Christian life. And my prayer this morning for each one of us is that the light of Jesus Christ would shine into our hearts and the Holy Spirit would shine into each one of our hearts and reveal sin, reveal things that are not right in our lives. And as that happens, we would be quick to confess our sins and find that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. That's who he is. But if we say that we have no sin, we're hindering that that opportunity is there. Jesus wants to let his life, his light and his life shine into us. But when we hold back and when we say, well, I, I, you know, there's a couple little issues, but I, 
we'll get it together eventually. And, and we try again to just do this Christian life. That's what's going to keep us from experiencing that light shining into our hearts. Um, at times when light shines, yeah, it might be uncomfortable at times. But I'm telling you, there's nothing scary about the light of Jesus shining into our hearts. I know there's nothing here. There's nothing in our hearts so dark that his light cannot transform. And I believe that as we surrender to Jesus and say, you know what? This is where I need prayer. This is the issue in my life. This is where the darkness is. I don't, I don't believe this morning I have to um, necessarily call out certain things. I believe each one of us, as you sit here before God this morning, as the Holy Spirit speaks to you in the quiet of your heart, I think you know what that thing is that is hindering, what darkness is in your heart and in your life that maybe is hindering that flow. And if you've dealt with everything, then hallelujah, let that light flow. But for many of us, this is a process. It's not a one-time thing. And I, I, my prayer this morning for us is that we could surrender to that process, that we could surrender to the journey that God is doing, what he's taking us somewhere. We don't just find ourselves totally where he wants us overnight. There is a process to allow that the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts and in our lives. The Holy Spirit is drawing people to light. I've been so blessed to see that people being drawn to the light and in my own life, the Holy Spirit drawing me to his light. And he is drawing us to that light is shining into our hearts. And I love the way the I love the realness and the honesty that I've been seeing and the response that has been happening. That's the kind of heart that lets revival flow. Uh, many times in my life, I've been in, in places where people prayed for good chunks of time once a week or more often for revival to come. And I often was confused. I saw little touches of it here and there, but at times I was confused. Why is it not coming? And I believe that it's because there was not honesty. And so my prayer is that there could be honesty and just realness. God's light wants to come in. That word of life, that word of light wants to shine into our hearts. Um, verse 6 of First John in the Passion Translation says, If we claim that we share life with him... But keep walking in the realm of darkness. We're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. This morning, are we fooling ourselves? Or is there true light in our hearts? Is there true freedom in our lives? On Monday and on Tuesday. And what about on Wednesday? Is there light in our hearts? Or are we merely fooling ourselves? What about on Thursday and Friday? Is that light shining in our hearts? Or is there darkness? Are there places that have, we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to go? You know, he, he wants to bring light. That's what he loves to do. He loves to bring freedom. He loves to catch, set captives free. Those familiar verses that, uh, speaking about Jesus, that in Luke 
that he came to set the captives free and to That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to set captives free. All we need to do is align our hearts with what is God with what God is wanting to do. He will continue that work as long as we allow him to work in our hearts. As long as we say yes, as long as we surrender, as long as we have that attitude of saying yes, God, as you reveal it, I will surrender. But as soon as we, you know, say I'm I'm uncomfortable, I'm not going this far, Things are getting too scary. Then his then that that work of his spirit is is hindered or or stopped at least for a time until we're willing to once again say, yes, God, I surrender whatever you have. There's nothing that is untouchable in my heart and in my life. And as we have that heart and we surrender to his light to shine into our dark places, we will continue to see powerful deliverance. Jesus is the light of the world, and he wants to shine into every single dark place in our heart and in our lives. You know, he, uh, we, we sang that song on Wednesday, the song out of uh, Philippians 1, 3, about he who began a good work in you will perform it or complete it. And there is a good work that God is doing in each one of our hearts and lives. There is a good work that he is doing in my life. He's going to complete that good work. To me, the hardest thing sometimes if I focus on it, which I try, I don't, because when I honestly look at God has been so good. But if I actually think about sometimes for certain seasons in my life, how slow I was growing, it's kind of painful. But it wasn't God. It was things in my life that were hindering that flow, hindering. I didn't want to surrender. I didn't want to yield. I didn't allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things, especially um, darkness, especially spiritual darkness that was in my own life and things I just thought I had to cope with. Things I just thought I had to try to manage with or try a little harder. And this morning. The Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If this morning you are not finding his yoke easy and his burden light. That's what he said. And then there, there, if you're not finding his yoke easy and his burden light, then there's, there must be something in your life that is hindering his yoke from being easy and his burden light. He wants to come. He wants to come and transform us. He wants to make his yoke easy and his burden light. Um, many times we just try a little harder in our own strength. We try to work out. Um, we try to work out this Christian life in our own strength. And we're not going to be able to do it. We need to come and surrender to him and say, Jesus, shine your light. Holy Spirit, reveal what darkness is in my heart what spiritual bondage is in my life that doesn't need to be there and if it doesn't need to be there why are you going to keep living with it why do you keep trying why do i keep trying to just make it through another day just make it through another week jesus said that he came that we could have a life and have it more abundantly and 
I don't always know what that means, but I must confess that I have experienced some abundant life that's been really wild in the last few years. And my prayer for all of us is that we could allow God's light to pierce into the darkness. And then we could, after that darkness is removed from our lives, we could walk into that abundant life. It is each one of our inheritance. It's our birthright. It is rightfully yours as sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Um, Maybe you feel like you've been in a a stagnant place in your Christian life. Maybe you feel like the temptations that you have been fighting this last week or this last month have been the same ones that you've been on for the last five years. What if you could walk in freedom? What if you could step out of those things and actually live the abundant life? What if you didn't have to spend all of your spiritual energy just to try to manage the flesh, the world, and the devil. There is good news. Jesus came to set us free. We don't have to live in that place of um, hardly making it or being just pulled down by the enemy in so many areas of our life. Jesus came that we can have freedom. Jesus came that we can have life, that we can have Life more abundant. And so my prayer this morning is that we would not be satisfied where we are at. That we would not say, oh well, I have a kerosene light in my life and it's, it's, it's helping me. But rather we would allow the Holy Spirit's pure light to shine into our heart and to reveal every, any and every dark thing that is in our hearts and lives. That's what he is, he's so good at doing that. All we need to do is surrender and allow him to do that in our hearts and lives. He wants to come and he wants to purify us from sin. He wants to deliver us from our sin. But we must admit that there is darkness. We must be real. So many times I feel that in a church setting, it's kind of, so many times it's kind of a thing that we just have to do. Just try to kind of keep it together. Just kind of hope that things don't get too out of hand that people notice and say, man, what's up with you? My prayer for each of us is that if there's darkness, that we wouldn't hide it. We'd be okay if things get a little crazy. We'd be okay if things get a little out of hand because that darkness does not belong there. It does not belong in our lives. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit would continue to reveal every dark thing Every spiritual darkness that is hindering you Um, in your Christian life, maybe some of you who have professed Christ, maybe there's so much darkness in your life that you honestly wonder, have I actually been transferred into the kingdom of Jesus Christ? Have I actually been born again? That's okay, too. Um, The point is not to understand everything theologically or understand Was I saved on that date or that date or this date? The point is that Jesus came to set us free. The point is that Jesus came that we could have life. His light wants to come and chase away all darkness. And so my prayer for us this morning is that we would not waste time arguing with ourselves and saying, well, remember that or remember that happened then. But rather just take an honest look this morning and say, is there darkness in my heart and in my life? 
And if there is, it does not belong there. It does not need to be there. Jesus wants to come and set you free from all sin, from all darkness, from evil. His light wants to come and shine into our hearts and reveal whatever it is that may be hindering us. So let's not try to figure it all out with our own human reasoning. But if there's darkness, allow the Holy Spirit to poke in on that darkness and to reveal what it is that is hindering us. As these verses, uh, these last verses say in John, uh, John, first John one ten. if we claim that we're not guilty of sin, when God uncovers it with his light, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. We hinder that flow when when God's Holy Spirit puts his finger on an area in our life. If we're like, well, well, it's not that bad. Well, it's not really that big of a deal. And I'm working on it. And we're just we make him a liar. So may his truth shine into our hearts and lives this morning. Let's pray as we wrap this up. Jesus, we come to you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for speaking. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you would come and just flood our hearts right now with your truth. You know, Lord Jesus, that you're doing good works. You're doing good things, and we so desire that you would continue to flow. We so desire that you would continue to cast out all darkness in each one of our hearts and each one of our lives. Father, you know what you want to do in each one in this building here this morning. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would hover over us right now. We ask that your spirit would come and speak into the dark places of each of our hearts and lives. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would stir faith in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you, Father, that you came that we can have life and we do not need to continue walking in darkness. Thank you that we have the opportunity to have a dramatic change through the power of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come with your light this morning. Speak into darkness in this place, in our hearts and in our lives. We want to see captives set free. We want to see the light of your spirit shining into every dark corner. Father, thank you that you have made a way for us through repentance or through your blood. We can be forgiven. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would not go on 
just so making it, just so managing. But Jesus, I pray that you would lift our eyes to what you want to do, that we would see your light this morning, that we would see there's hope, that we would see there is healing, that we would see that there is deliverance. Father, I pray against, even right now, the thoughts that the enemy would bring into our hearts and lives that we just have to manage, that you're okay. Don't step out of your comfort zone. Nothing will ever change. We just push back against all the lies that the enemy would bring. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that your truth would continue to prevail upon us this morning. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would stir hunger and hope in our hearts this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the light of life and you want to come and shine into our hearts. Thank you, Father, that we don't have to continue to just try a little harder. I pray that we would come in humility and surrender and give up. But I pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to those dark places in our hearts this morning. Thank you that you're so good. Thank you that you are at work. And we just invite you to come, Holy Spirit. Move in our midst here this morning. Father, we ask that your light would expose the darkness. Father, I pray for any of us here this morning that may be sleeping. I pray that we would be able to arise from the dead and that Christ would shine upon us. Thank you for your truth. Your word is truth. Father, we ask that you would uncover things in our lives that are hindering us. We want to walk into everything you have for us as a church. I want to walk into everything you have for me, Lord. And so we just pray that you would speak to us right now. Thank you that we are living in the day of grace. Thank you that there is, while we have life, there is hope. And thank you that it's not your will that we walk in darkness. Father, thank you for these brothers and sisters in Christ here this morning. And Father, I pray that they would feel my love for them. And most of all, Lord, that they would feel your love for them as well. Thank you, Father, that you came to set us free. Father, thank you that your light is shining. Give us open hearts right now, Holy Spirit. Spirit of revelation, breathe upon us and reveal anything that hinders us from walking into all that you have for us.
In Jesus' name, amen. I would, I would desire this morning to just open things up this morning. Um, Dominic, do you mind playing something? I don't see, or Michael's he here? I think maybe he's out. Just play something quietly if you could, please. I would love to just open the altar and as the Holy Spirit light shines into your heart we know we have so much knowledge in a place like this it's not that we don't know it's not that we don't know darkness it's not that we don't know sin it's not that we necessarily need more teaching though there's places for that but I believe that this morning we know where the darkness is I believe right now the Holy Spirit wants to reveal where darkness is. And my prayer this morning is that we could just respond, that there could be a response. And so I just want to open up the front for you to come and pray, for us to come and pray. God is doing such a beautiful work. And as I've heard testimonies, of different of the young people, my heart's cry is, Pass me not. O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others you're calling, don't pass me by. May Jesus continue to stir in each one of our hearts and lives. So I just want to, I just open the, the front this, right now. For you to come and pray. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're not sure what's the darkness that's holding you back. But you know there's something between you and God. You know that thing that is always hindering you. That doesn't need to be there. Maybe you're confused what it is. Just come. I invite you to come. And kneel before the Lord. And I also invite any who would want to pray with those as they come to come as well. Father, thank you that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that there would be no condemnation, but rather your love drawing us to yourself. Holy Spirit, have your way in this time right now. Come and touch us. Come and break all the bondages, all the things that hold us back. those things that maybe we don't even want to admit. Thank you that you want us to walk in new freedom. Thank you that it's our birthright. 
Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come and have your way. Shine your light. Shine your light. Spirit, reveal to our hearts this morning what darkness does not need to be there. What is it that we're coping with? We don't want just an emotional experience, but we want truth and we want light and we want the freedom that you have for us, Lord Jesus. be satisfied with a flashlight. Jesus' light wants to shine brightly. His spotlight wants to shine brightly and chase away all darkness. Maybe there's some here this morning, I think specifically of younger children, younger youth. Is there darkness in your life this morning? Maybe you've never reached out to Jesus. Or maybe you have, but you never understood what you were doing. Salvation is is a gift that Jesus wants to give to you. He extends it to whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, 
who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostility to God, for it does not submit to the laws, to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the spirit. Jesus, I just pray right now you would break in. Help us to not be satisfied with where we are. Draw us to yourself. Stir hope in our hearts this morning that we're also among. This deliverance also is for me. It's not just for somebody else. What if you could be so transformed through the power of Jesus Christ that everything you've known heretofore in your life would just become nothing because of the glorious light and the glorious freedom that breaks forth. He wants to do some new things in our hearts and in our lives.